Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Biz Nation podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Zab, and today I am so pleased that you've joined me because I've got a real treat for you. You might already know that I spend a lot of time on Clubhouse and I really confess that it pretty much takes up most of my spare time. But I'm super grateful for this because I've had the pleasure of connecting with today's guest via Clubhouse. Chris from Rocket Growth Agency is joining us for this episode to bring amazing insights into his passion as a personal brand coach, along with many years of experience as a video producer, podcaster and content creator. Welcome to the show, Chris. Oh, this is great. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Carrie. This is awesome. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks, Chris. I'm so glad that you've joined us. And I thank you so much for your time straight up, because I think we're just going to, you know, roll with it and see what value we can bring to the audience today. Absolutely. I'm ready to rock. Fantastic. So, Chris, take us on a journey. I want to go a little (laughs) bit back in time, obviously not too far back, but give us a a snapshot of Chris. You know, what's been the journey? How have you come to where you are today? Absolutely. It's a a great question. And uh, yes, it has been a long, strange journey for sure uh, to starting business and creating business because Creating uh, when I created my first business, which was uh, Gray Sky Films, that was a video production agency I I, I co-founded with my my best friend Mark. Uh, it was not something we. It was almost like accidental in a way, uh, or born out of like, oh well, this seems like a good idea, so let's do this. So I'll, I'll I'll step back a little bit and I'll try to put it in some context. So my youth uh, in the nineties, I was I was going to date myself. So early nineties, early two thousands. Uh, I grew up, I grew up like being a metalhead, all into classic rock, all that stuff. Then in the nineties, I really, really find and really dive headfirst into the punk rock and hardcore scene here in, uh, in New Jersey. And I'm, I mean, I go in headfirst. I'm like totally immersed in the whole culture and, and DIY work ethic. And I'm, I'm in bands, I'm starting bands. I'm putting shows on at firehouses and, and Legion, American Legion halls and backyards and basements. I'm, I'm going to shows and selling records. I had like a little like mail order merch uh, thing going, which I guess you could technically say was my first business. Uh, so I'm just like doing all this stuff and, and I'm having fun doing it. Meanwhile, I'm going to college for filmmaking. I, I was going to, uh, I was, I was a communications major, but I was emphasizing in filmmaking because the school I was going to, that's how it was set up. Um, and my, my friend Mark was the one I, I met through all this. We met in college. We became really close friends. We were both involved in this in the same music scene. So, you know, we've got school and filmmaking and we're doing the whole uh, band and music thing and this like punk hardcore scene and doing all that for years. And then we get out of school and like everybody else, it's like, whoa, what do we do with ourselves now? Like, am I a filmmaker? Like, is this, you know, I got, it says on my degree, like, communication so you know we we were doing the thing that you do like okay well let's go uh you know pa on some movies and you know and just try to work our way up through the the system the film system the the new york film system new jersey film system all that and you know we were doing that but it was like i don't know like could we do something else than this like like we want to make our own stuff like we want to be doing our own projects and and he hit me up and he was like you know what you want to just start our own like company like you know, when we, our whole thought was, well, we'll make music videos because we really like music videos and we'll make music videos for our friends' bands because all our friends' bands were getting played on like MTV2 and Fuse at the time because all of a sudden all like our, our, like the hardcore bands and like emo bands and all that that we were friends with are all getting on TV and we're like, whoa, like what if we start making videos for our friends' bands and then that will get us going and that'll be a gateway into making movies and we'll be rich and lighting cigars on fire with, you know, hundred dollar bills. <laughs> Easy peasy, right? That, that's yeah. our business plan. 
So, you know, we, we did. So we, we dove in. We, we got some money from his father who lent us some money so we can get some gear. And it was a crash course in not knowing what the hell we were doing or what we were getting ourselves into. Like, so we took not one lick of business classes. In school. I mean, no idea about business whatsoever, really, other than just like playing in bands and we want to make like movies and, and do video. And, and so we started figuring things out. We were like, well, how can we make money? Well, there's a lot of weddings in New Jersey. People spend a lot of money on weddings and they always have a videographer there. So, well, let's start doing wedding videos that will make money and we'll take that money and we'll put it back into the business and we'll just, and then we'll buy more gear and then that'll let our productions look better. And, and in the meantime, we'll do a lot of free music videos for our friends. That way we're, we're doing music videos. <laughs> and that was really how it started. And that's kind of like how we fell into doing it. And we it started working. Like we started, you know, booking a lot of weddings. We actually figured out very early on. And this is going back. And it may be a little bit, this is going back a little bit. But we figured out early on the marketing of this and networking and building relationships that if you built a relationship with the photographer, the wedding photographer, you pretty much had a shoe in to then get the video project because the brides would, obviously they set the date, they book the hall, yeah. and then they get the photographer. And then while they're at the photographer, they go, do you know somebody who does video? And so we market ourselves to the photographers and made ourselves like, oh, well, they liked working with us because we made their jobs easy. So we booked like full wedding seasons like right away. It was It was amazing. Um, and that was like sort of how we started to figure out business. And then the music stuff started taking off because we finally, like it was starting to launch and we said, well, we're done with weddings. So we walked away from this like profitable wedding business to like go into like what we wanted to do all along, which is music videos. So we got in the music industry. We did that. We, we worked with some amazing artists. We got in pretty tight with, with Sony and we were doing work with Sony and, and doing a lot of what they call EPKs, electronic press kits, which are like media Mm-hmm. Uh, media promotional things that they would use to like promote records or an artist release, whatever. Uh, so we were doing a lot of those. So we got to like do cool stuff with like Sting and Chris Bodie. Tony Bennett was was awesome. Wow. Uh, there's a great Tony Bennett story I could tell on a whole separate. That's a whole separate thing. <laughs> uh, but though you know, but music video wise, we were working with like my my Chemical Romance. We were doing a lot of cool behind the scenes videos for cool like bands. It was just very cool, and that was great until like around 2007. There was the, you know, we had the the big market crash around here that 2007, 2008, where the, the bubble burst and the music industry tanked like the music industry. This is now like streaming and Napster and all this stuff is starting. So everybody that we were doing business with was like gone, let go, laid off, fired. Um, then we the music video budgets had changed big time. So we were like, wow, we've got to decide, like, are we done? Or like, what are we doing? Because like everything we were doing was changed. So that's when we made the conscious decision to start working, um, going after more commercial and corporate work. And we we left the music industry behind. So as fun as it was and as cool as it was, it wasn't where the money was at. So we followed the money. And that's when the business really started becoming a business. And, you know, along the way, we learned early on almost by accident, but nothing's by accident, right? You make your own opportunities. We met strong mentors who really, for whatever reason, they just saw something in me and my business partner and they, they took us in and just showed us the ropes. Like I, you know, always they would say, we like you guys. We like you guys. We believe in you. We love what you're doing. And we know that you can use some help and guidance. And they just started mentoring us on business. Like this is how Uh business is done. Stuff we didn't know about. Yeah. And that was going on between all this. And when that critical moment happened, that 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 wow, what are we going to do? One of the people that we had mentored with who we hadn't seen in a while just came back into our lives. It's amazing what the universe does, right? The universe helps you when when you need it and you're not expecting it. It comes back into our lives and he goes, he's asking us, hey, you know, what's going on? I haven't talked to you. So we're telling him like, oh. You know, we're, we're real. Well, I mean, we're, he and I are like, we're down at a dumps, like, and we're running out of money. We don't know what to do. Like, we're like really at the end of our line. And he goes, let me take you guys out to lunch. Let, let me talk to you. So we, we go and he goes, have you guys ever read The E-Myth by Michael Gerber? Why most mm-hmm. small, it's called Why Most Small Businesses Fail and How to Fix It. And we're like, no, like, 
And we don't, uh, we don't read. We, we don't yeah, read. I'm like, I'm busy, like trying to make movies and stuff. But <laughs> but I mean, we, we had the first book we were given was Thinking Grow Rich. And that was by our first mentor. And that was like mind blowing. But once again, things happen, right? Things happen for a reason. And the universe has a way oh, yeah. of helping you. And you've got to like look at it and appreciate it and accept those opp- and look at those as opportunities. Like when we met our first mentor and he gave us Thinking Grow Rich, like that was the universe saying, hey, I'm trying to help you guys like wake up. So this was another wake up call. And he's like, go buy this book. I think when you guys read this book, things are going to start to click for you. And this is seven years into our business, seven, eight years into the business when this happens. We go that same day. We go to like, you know, when bookstores were a thing, Barnes and Noble. And we, <laughs> we get, we find a book and we're both flipping through it there. And we're like just random pages and we're leaning. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, this is amazing. Like, holy, this is, this is us. This is us. Yeah. And I remember he and I, we both like went, we like probably blew through it in like 24 hours and we came back and we're like do you know this part this part and it was just like we're just totally (laughs) psyching each other and it was like that was the switch like if you want to talk being struck by lightning punched in the face whatever you want to call like that was the switch for us when we learned work on your business and not in your business like that was just it was monumental to us that was that was the spark. That was the spark. And that's when things, everything changed for us after that. And that's when we got the mentality of like, we got to stop being two guys running around doing all these things. Like, this is cool, but let's really now run a business. Yeah. And that's what we started doing. And from there on, and I'll, I'll fast forward this, but from there on, we got focused. We figured our, our stuff out and we started then getting employees taking mm. ourselves out of those boxes, like not doing everything because it's basically two guys doing everything. We're shooting, we're editing, we're we're doing our marketing and like, I mean, everything. It's like, so in this, the, the company just began to grow and we just kept following that and growing and then bringing, you know, re- recognizing opportunities and recognizing when we needed time and or people to come into our lives to, to help us. And, and, uh, and that's, you know, we grew the company, uh, up to about a, we grew it to a seven figure company with, you know, at one point we had almost 20 employees working with us. And that's, you know, two punk rock guys who were working out at a front porch of my house. Yeah. Um, and almost like, you know, closed it up a few times. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's what happens in business. Like, you know, sometimes you get to a point, you get to some lows, but, but there's always a way to, to, to kind of get out of that. If you, you know, if you see it and you could recognize it. So that was, uh, that was where, you know, we we got it to there. So 2019, best year we ever had on record as a company. Things were going great. Companies growing. We're working on the projects we want to work on, like really creative stuff, really pushing ourselves. Um, I had begun to move into more, actually a few years prior to that, I moved out of um, a day-to-day producer production role and moved more into the business development side. Yep. of the company and heading that up while my business partner really focused on the production aspect. And that's where things were at. And then 2020 starts and we're like, this is great. We're killing it. Like right, right out of the gate, like projects and all kinds of awesome stuff. And then, you know, the, the, the pandemic happens and we, um, you know, it felt like, overnight things got turned off you know it was like all of a sudden like you know tons of projects were postponed put on hold and it's like oh my gosh it's like the dominoes you know fell and then of course lockdown happened and Mm -hmm. uh and you know it was very much like well what are we gonna do and all this and you know we had to really like let things kind of settle and and really figure it out and we just like paused every it was like a giant pause button was hit yeah which was really weird because it's like three weeks ago we were going nuts and now all of a sudden it's like a pause button and um you know, we, we, we did all the right things. We we got our PPP loan. We tried to take care of everybody and tried to hold on to everybody for as long as we possibly could. Um, you know, before it just was like, all right, we, you know, it was just things, you know, we got to make some decisions here and people have to make decisions. For me, though, this period in time was really critical because I began to realize some things about myself that I think, not that I think, that I know. I was sort of just not recognizing things that I was pushing down. Why? Well, because I was busy running a business and, you know, well, I can't feel this way. What is this? You know, I built this business. I shouldn't be feeling this way. Like, screw this. 
whatever. <laughs> stay, stay on track, Chris. Stay on track, Chris. You know, but like when this pause hits, it's like, you know, all you have are your thoughts, right? I mean, it's yeah. like you're just really start thinking and you, okay, introspective, all this. And I know it's like the big word is pivot and all these stuff. But like you just begin to like all these feelings that I kind of was having for like who knows how long we're, we're pushed. We're coming up. Yep. It's coming up. And I'm like, what is this? Like, it feels weird. I feel guilty. Why am I feeling like this? Like, and it just began to really come to light. Like, you know what? I think I got our, like, I think I have some decisions to make here. Like I, I'm feeling like this isn't what I want to do anymore. Like, yeah. and on top of that, like, I kind of feel like I accomplished so much. Like I, busted my ass for years like so much blood sweat and tears doing what i love creating this like out of passion going through like you know the highs and the lows and the highs and the low and like you know you just go through it man it's an emotional roller coaster of, of everything and then and i'm feeling like wow am i am i kind of ready to do something else like this is such a weird feeling you know it's hard i'm, I'm even struggling now to like articulate it so i don't sound like a uh, a maniac um but <laughs> but it was it was just a feeling you know and i just started going with it and really thinking about it and it just got me going and going and going and i started talking to other people about mentors people around me like is this okay like is this okay for me to feel like this or am i just like going have crazy I have and... i lost my mind or am i normal what what's going on yeah right exactly and that's you know and that was the that was the start of rocket growth agency was me coming to terms with, I was ready for something new. Yeah. I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish with with Grace Guide. And it's time for mm. me mm. To, to take a new journey. And that journey for me was to coach people. And the more I thought about it and the more I felt it out, was like, wow, I've actually been doing this a lot. And I never realized how much I, I like enjoyed it and loved it. And what and how much now I wanted this to be my thing. This is what I want to do every day when I wake up, you yeah. know, is is help people to overcome the challenges that I've gone through. And believe me, I'm still going through them. I'm still learning every single day I wake up. I learn something new. But like now it's I can leverage all these things, even going back to what I was telling you, like all this punk and hardcore stuff. But like how all that related to now and like how it related to business and what I learned and I didn't go to business school and mm. met more, all these things I was just sharing with you is like all this collection of experiences and knowledge I've gathered and like but I could share this with people and maybe by me sharing this with them, this will help them overcome any hurdles, challenges, the ways they're feeling, all these different things that business owners, entrepreneurs feel. Yeah. And that was how Rocket Growth really started. And yeah. So that was a really long-winded thing. So feel free to like edit that up. That that no, that was fantastic. That's exactly what I wanted, Chris, because I knew that there was a particular journey in there, and there was you know moments. We all have moments in business. You know, it's not just and and no one should feel you know kind of alone in that. And and it's okay. You know, it's actually okay. You know, change happens. I I've always had a saying: if you don't like change, you won't like being in business. Because as business owners, we we just have to accept that things need to change from time to time. You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zab, or directly on my website at kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can find the community on Facebook at BizNation Support Group. But I want to touch on something that you said about sure. the whole DIY space and the, the lack of, you know, there was no business school for you. So, and, and that's, it, it is common, it, but it's probably not as common as as we like we we probably don't realize how common it is but it is common so you've right. been there you've done that and you've done the hard yards and you probably did everything really from scratch you know from the ground yeah. up you did learnt, everything the hard way <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but but you learned so much on that journey as well by doing it that way and i just want to ask you chris because i'm curious do you think that you could have learnt all that in school 
Like, was there a business school for you that would have ticked all those boxes? Nope. Uh, no, it wouldn't have. And on top of that, I don't even think I wanted... I, now I think back, I'm like, I shouldn't even gotten to school for filmmaking. I should have just freaking grabbed the camera and started... I'm like, I went to school for filmmaking? Like, I should have just grabbed cameras and I'm like, oh, man, I wasted my money. Like, and I'm not <laughs> saying that school's a waste of money, but like... Honestly, I should have just taken like the two year college I went, did the basic stuff and just said, you know, what? I'm just going to go buy a camera and start making movies like, I don't know, you know, but it's like, that's just what you get. To, you're like, oh, well, I'm supposed to do this. And, mm. you know, I, I guess like I'll go do this. And, and and listen, it was great. It was an awesome experience. And I would have never met my business partner and my best friend if I hadn't if I hadn't gone to school. And, you know, I definitely don't regret any of it. But yes, I, I with to answer that question is no, there's no way. You could be taught the things. I think you could be taught the foundations and the principles and just the stuff about business. Like when you were talking about numbers and yeah. and running your business by the numbers, things like that, like accounting and like, yes, obviously there, there's those bits that like they, because sh- that, that stuff never changes. Like you yeah. got to know your number. You got to run your business by the numbers. You got to know those things, which right away I didn't, I didn't know for, you know, I learned that too. Like, <laughs> but there are basics, but once again, it's like, do you need to go to school for that? I, I don't know. I mean, I think if you want to become a CPA or an accountant, then yes, absolutely, because that's a learned skill that you yep. need to be licensed for. And there's a lot to be learned there. There's laws, all that. Like, law, you know, those, but I don't know. Filmmaking, I don't think I really needed to go to school for that or anything like that. I, I And what I learned is, like, you would never be able to teach this. It, there's, there's no way. Like, <laughs> I don't think that school exists, and I'm yeah. actually waiting for it to appear in the world because I think that that would be if someone could actually build a school designed around DIY business you know because yeah. like you said there's the numbers there's the marketing content creation you know the, the video what you've gone through and you know it's like the I guess they call it the school of hard knocks you know like we have yeah. to learn the hard way but yeah for someone to create Chris I'm gonna I'm gonna put the challenge to you buddy maybe you should make this school that would be well I I often say I'm going to write a book uh, on the it's going to be called punk rock business punk rock business school um how I learned how basically how I learned to do business, how punk rock taught me how to do business. And yeah. it's going to be a punk rock, a manual on, on the punk rock way of doing business kind of type of thing. Cause that's all I know. It's the only way I know how to do it. <laughs> and, and have you got this scheduled? Is this on the, on the to-do list or is it just a, it is on a to-do list. So my friend Sasha, and I will show you even though they're blank right now. So my friend Sasha Perlman, um, who is amazing events planner has written a book and she's writing another book and I told her about it. She's holding me accountable. So if she's listening on this replay, <laughs> I, I, she, she's got me buy, buying, uh, index cards, little yep. index cards. And I have a notebooks worth of things that are basically just like phrases and words and like quick trigger things that are from that. So I can write and my, and the way I write is I talk into my, my phone or Google, you know, because now I'm like, oh, I could do the speech thing and I could just talk yeah. on my mic and go. That's how I write. So because I, I just me writing is like it's like, you know, caveman. So I uh, <laughs> that's how I write. So I'm going to start doing it by that. I'm gonna pick a card and then I'm just going to riff it, capture it and it'll be on the Google Doc or whatever. And then yeah. that's done. <laughs> and then, you know, I'll go back and edit it all later on. But that's how I'm going to start doing it. That's fantastic. I, I can't wait to yeah. see that unfold. And, and yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting for sure. So, Chris, I've got um, a couple of other things we need to get through. So, firstly, yeah. let's bounce over to the podcast world mm-hmm. for you. So, you've sure. got two podcasts. I do. Tell us about those. Yeah, so the first one I'll talk about is the Galaxy Geeks. So, Galaxy Geeks is a uh, is a podcast I do with my, my buddy Victor. He lives in Spain. And we actually met in college when uh, when he was over here in the states, and we uh, we became really good friends. We used to work at the college radio station together and all that. And then after graduation, we just you know like everything, you start doing life. And you know my life took me here, and his life took him there. And eventually he was you know moved to Spain. And many years went by, and we actually came back together through podcasting uh because one of his friends like he also does a few other podcasts too so there's a lot of like rock and metal podcasts and i started listening to this one and i was always like writing things and being like oh you guys are great and so i don't know and at the they wind up like mentioning my name on this podcast 
And he, he listens to it and he wrote, he goes, dude, were you just, and I'm like, yeah. And he goes, holy cow. And then we reconnected years and years later and we're talking about this stuff. And then we're just talking about the stuff that like, besides metal music, we're also talking about Star Wars and comic books and Marvel shows and DC and all these things. And we're just talking on messenger back and forth about all this stuff. And then he goes, would you want to like these same conversations we're having? You just want to do a podcast where we're just, I'm like, yeah, sure. Like whatever. Once again, yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, you, <laughs> you see, you see the repeating pattern here in my life. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. Let's do it. And, um, so yeah, we, we started doing this four years ago. Oh, really? It's, it's, we're coming up on our hundredth episode very soon because we, we've had lapses and there was like long stretches where I just got busy, you know, and then, and then the, the pandemic kind of zapped us out a bit for a little bit. Cause we were both like having to take care of stuff, but we, um, but we, we, we've been doing it now and now we actually turn that into like an every Thursday thing. So every Thursday at 6 PM, we stream live and then we, it goes on video and then we put it out as the audio podcast. But yeah, we, We've been doing that, and it's great fun. And then my other podcast is is uh, it's a streaming uh, like video stream, and then also I turn it into audio. It's called Rocket Live, and that happens every Tuesday uh, at uh, four p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the states, and uh, it is broadcast out on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And that started out of the pandemic, so that wasn't this isn't something I've been doing for a long time. Originally, it was called My LinkedIn Friends. And what I would do is I would interview people just like this yep. on this format. I was using Zoom. And it, for me, it was like when the pandemic and the um, and lockdown started, I was like, well, I didn't know what to do to help people. Like, I was just like, what could I do? And I'm like, well, I think at the very least, all my business owner friends who were kind of like, uh, you know, I'm like, well, why don't I do this? Why don't I just give them like I can interview them up to 10 minutes because LinkedIn will only let you do up to 10 minutes of video and I could put this out on LinkedIn and so that way they can get exposure to my network. So it's like people in my network getting exposure to other people in my network. Yep. That's how it started. And it was just called my LinkedIn friends. And I was doing that consistently. And then I applied for LinkedIn live and I got it in like 60 days. I got approved and I was like, Whoa, now I could go live like on LinkedIn and do this and I can make it longer because there's not really a time limit. So I can actually make these longer than 10 minutes now and like kind of dive into some conversations rather than just sort of doing like quick, like elevator pitch and then kind of who are you looking for? And that's it. So then I rebranded the show rocket live. And, and that once I start, once I had gotten rocket growth agency off the ground, I was like, well, let me try to make this a little more continuous here. Yeah. And so it became rocket live and it became, you know, I picked every Tuesday at four o'clock. And so every Tuesday at four o'clock, I interview an, entre- an entrepreneur, a business owner, a founder, or you don't even necessarily have to be in business, just people with, with really interesting stories, as I like to say, who are, I think, are rock stars doing what they're doing and how they're helping other people become rock stars. And that's really the crux of the show. And it's just a conversation with people about who they are, what they do, how they got there, and, you know, and how they're helping other people achieve rockstar status and uh and so and then i take that and i put it out then as an audio podcast so and uh and that's just everywhere and i just call that the rocket it's i call it rocket growth agency podcast because i feel like rocket live is kind of weird because it's not live it's like it, yeah so so anyway <laughs> it's on so then you that's then just put out everywhere um you know where wherever you can find podcasts you know <laughs> yeah but you've touched on something else there which ties back to what you're doing now which is the branding you know that mm-hmm. that brand kind of succinctness and and how we yeah. how we can bring it all together under under a particular banner or you know continue the name through different aspects so mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that because you work with people for that very reason so what does that look like yeah absolutely uh really great great question so you know, for me, the reason why I chose to focus on personal brand coaching is a few things. One is I really enjoy it. Like I, I, I love it for myself. So I just, I, I just absolutely have so much fun. That's one. Number two is I really attribute, I'm not going to say all of Grace Guy's success because that would not be, that would be completely incorrect and not true at all. But I will say a percentage of the success that we had as a company had to do with the fact that 
I leaned very much into my personal brand to help to help keep the company top of mind with the people in our networks. Now, like I said, I'm not taking credit for everything. I, I, I would never do that. But that's why I'm saying a piece, a percentage of that. Because I became the person that was like, well, let me go out. I'll be business development. I'll go to networking. I'll force these relationships. Let me handle that. And you, my, my business partner, who doesn't like doing that, can deal with the things he loves doing. Yeah. And that's sort of how we, that's how we separate it. Like, let's play each other's strengths. And I really enjoy doing it. And I just kept leaning more into it, leaning more into it. And, and just going back to the punk and hardcore stuff, I did not ever have the confidence to do the things that I, that punk and hardcore brought out of me. Cause before that, I just always felt extremely mediocre, like in my, my, my mental, that's just how I felt. It's just how I felt. And when I got involved in, in that scene, I felt like I'm not mediocre. Like I just gained a self-confidence and I it tapped it, it, you know, going through the filmmaking process and learning that like I tapped into it. I was very much like, I'm going to share all these like dorky things about me. I'm going to really lean into creativity and take chances on things that like, you know, it just really gave me the confidence to really truly be myself and like, get rid of that like oh i'm just mediocre i don't you know i just always felt like that i never felt like i was an in front guy i always felt like i'm the i'm the back guy and like i just never you know and that's just how i felt but like going through that gave me that confidence and that's something that helped carry me through and then even this and that's what i started to lean on with that and so learning how to do all that is the thing that i love to teach other people and help them with because that's what i deal with the two big things that I actually, the three things that people come to me for are they want to learn how to get noticed. Yeah. They want to learn how to feel more confident and they want to bring in more clients as a result of it. And a lot of it has, and not talking about their, their company brand. They're talking about like, how do I, you know, as a person stand out to my network? How do I engage with people more? How do I looked at as the expert or the person, the go-to person in my world, in my universe? And that's, and that's what I do because, you know, and once again, I haven't figured it all out. I'm still learning every day. So all I have to share are my experiences and, and what I know has worked for me. And if I could share those with people and they can translate it into perhaps what works for them, then that's all I really want to do at the end of it. That's, that's a huge win for me. And I feel like that, once again, all those experiences I have made me feel that way and like gave me the confidence to lean into it. I mean, Rocket Growth Agency, if you see it, you know, you go to the site, you see what's behind me. Like it's, it's a reason why I called it rocket growth agency is because, because I, it's how I wear it on my sleeve, man. I'm, I'm rock, I'm metal. I, I grew up, you know, came up in the punk. Like that is all me. And I listen to other kinds of music as well, but like, that's what I'm into. That's what I listen to. And I'm a total dork and I love talking about star Wars. And you know, what? I, I will talk to you about the punk and hardcore and Star Wars forever. Oh, and if you want to talk about business and entrepreneurism and, and filmmaking, like I'll do all that too. Like that's what my brand is like, because it's me, like it's a hundred percent representative of me. It's not a phony. It's not a character. It's not a version of myself where maybe in the past I felt like I was doing versions of myself for sure. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's an easy trap to get into, but now I'm just like, yeah, I'm not the suit and tie guy. Like if you want suit and tie guy, awesome. Nothing against suit and tie guy. They're out there and they will work with you. And if that's what's a fit for you, then please, please, please find that. But if you want something a little bit like different, yeah. I'm a little different, you know. <laughs> but I think that's what makes it so awesome, Chris, because I think a lot of us, you know, as business owners and, and even individuals as, as humans, you know, we need to find the, the real avenues for life and and for business you know so to be able to work with someone like yourself that's just going to turn up and be themselves you're you're representing yourself but also showing others that it's okay to be themselves you know we, we need Absolutely. to be human you know at the end yeah, of the day and, and the thing that i've realized <laughs> i think that this is this is the and i'm not like super old but this is the getting older is <laughs> you start to feel you know you start to feel your mortality a bit, right? You start to really feel like, well, whatever happens at the end of this, you know, I don't know. No one knows, right? But 
All I know is that I have to make the best use of the time I have now. And I want to do it being as happy as possible and making others happy. Like, that's it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't need to have, like, what makes me happy is, is this, doing this right now, talking to you. This is, this is, I could do this all day. This makes me yeah. happy. Having sessions with people and seeing that, like, switch flip in their, their eye, that twinkle in their eye of, like, oh, my gosh, like, you're, that stuff makes me happy. You know, that that's the true stuff. Getting, like, 10 million followers on Instagram is means nothing. I, I could care less. I, I don't care. I don't care how many people like my posts. I don't care about that stuff. It's not, it's not, for me, for me personally, I'm speaking about myself, is not drives me it's not the true happiness for me i mean of course if things go and if somebody sees it and it goes and more people are attracted to me and they want to talk to me hey great like that's cool like i'm not gonna but like it's not my goal at the end of the day it really isn't and i just want to use the best use of the time i have on this planet who knows how long that could be but i just want to do it being as happy as possible and not being completely miserable and regretting things in my life um that's you know and that that's how i see it yeah, I think that's awesome, Chris. And I think you and I are similar in age, mm-hmm. and probably similar in 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 the life cycle. I call it the life cycle because you, yeah. you reach that point, you know, in the forties type of thing where you go, "Well, hang on a minute, who can I help? You know, how how right. can I how can I turn up? How can I help others? You know, I want to make things easier for others because." You know, we've had that hard journey ourselves, although it was fun and, it, you know, we did great things and, you know, no regrets, right? right? No regrets. Right, but, of course. But, you know, to be able to flip the switch and, and help others and, and be genuine and, and really turn up and, and want to help, that's a huge difference. You actually want to make a difference. And like you said, you know, you're at that point where you're going, well, okay, you know, like there's only so much time left. Who knows what that looks like? We don't yeah, have a crystal I mean- ball. No idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at the pandemic. Who could have predicted that? You know. Like, I mean, you whoo. know, I mean, un- unreal. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I would, I, if you had, if I had placed a bet, I, I wish I'd placed. I mean, jeez, <laughs> if you had told me at the start of twenty twenty that was going to happen, I would have laughed right in your face. <laughs> yeah, I would have said, ha, "Get out of here! That's not going to." And then, oh my gosh! And then, and then it's like, okay, I know. Well, de- deal it- with it, Mother Nature served us up uh, a doozy <laughs> it, it blows my mind it still blows my mind like this is you know to, and i still sit here and almost get goosebumps at this global pandemic you know like we're not right. just talking normally things happen in you know different areas of the world and natural disasters and stuff and you go you know and you feel for everyone that's going through those things but this is just massive like you just can't even i can't there quantify is, it I like they're just pretty can't. much is in a corner that I don't think that this is affected unless nah. it's just some population of people who are completely like cut off from the world. But I don't even know if that would be possible. Like it's literally affected every single aspect of our lives and living in every area. I mean, the entire globe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unprecedented. Exactly. And and Chris, can I ask you for a second, when this all transpired, like we're talking, mm-hmm. what was it, probably April last year, so 12 months ago? Yeah, yeah I remember here lockdown for us in the New Jersey area happened on March 16th. Oh, wow. Or yeah. actually March, like, I guess the official order came down sometime around like the 16th or 17th. But like, I remember we brought everybody into the office that day. Mark and I talked about it over the weekend. I remember we brought everybody in and we said, all right. We don't know how long this is going to last. I mean, this is, I mean, this is how funny it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, not funny, but you know, it's like, we don't know how long this is going to last. This could be a couple of weeks. I don't know. It could be a month, but you know what? Everybody come in, like bring your stuff home and we're going to work from home at least for the next two weeks. Yeah. You know, and I was, we never came back to that office again. Oh, you didn't? Oh, wow. No, I mean, we, we wound up letting the lease go and we just wound up like, you know, moving out and, and selling a bunch of stuff off and that was it. And everybody just worked from their house. I mean, you know. What could you it do? There was just no point. Yeah. There's no point keeping an, a, an overhead expense like that if uh, we weren't going to use it. No, you know? exactly. So. And what was that like for you, Chris? Like to have everybody together and then suddenly separated, you know? It that... was really bizarre. Yeah. It was yeah. super bizarre because, I mean, we all worked 
together and being in production and we we always had like team meetings in the morning and not that the stuff didn't translate online but it was different there's definitely an energy that gets lost and and we're in a creative creative space and so it's like that collaborate that constant collaboration of being able to walk into someone's office real quick and bounce something off them it's like you lose a little bit of that you know like yes i mean i'm thankful for the technology to help Mm. bridge the gap but it wasn't the same, you know, and it was just shocking. Like, honestly, it was just a, a shocking culture shock of like, you know, when we didn't know how long it was going to last. Like, I mean, I think we originally thought, oh, maybe, you know, in a few weeks or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. You know, it was just weird. Like, you know, and then it was just pause. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Chris, but I, I got way too involved in the media at the start of the pandemic and I was watching, you know, like everything was subscribed to on Facebook and catching all the news and stuff. And to see like, you know, visuals of other countries that are just stopped, you know, like the, the pollution dropped and this happened yeah, and, like, and, and there was this Italy. eeriness, like I would actually go outside of an evening and there was no freeway noise. There were there, there was nothing. It was honestly like, wow. That was the same thing here too. It was just bizarre. I mean, it was really weird. Like, I live in I'm in Northwest New Jersey, so I'm about forty minutes out west of New York City, and I didn't go back in New York City until of October of last year. So I was and I was in the city before the pandemic. I was in the city at least like five six times a, a month. Yeah. Um, and I remember like right before lockdown, I had two networking events in New York right before this happened yeah. uh, that I went to. And then it was like all of a sudden it's like Times Square is empty. Like the streets yeah. are empty. There's no traffic in front of the, the tunnels. Like, yeah, you could literally like ride a bike through. I mean, it was like insane. And like around here, it's like you go outside and it's like nothing is outside. It's was it was like, uh, you know, something out of like uh, a horror movie. You know? Yeah. It was like the apocalypse. So, or, yeah. Yeah. It's the most bizarre feeling in the world. It, it felt like the Twilight Zone. It it really did. I agree. And the same thing over here. And and funny that you say that because I actually had an event with oh, like 800 people or something attend in February, literally mm-hmm. like I think three, three or four, three weeks before it hit. And the the last event that I didn't attend and, and it was but in the in the industry that I was working in, they cut it off. They, they operated wow. the Friday, Saturday, the Sunday, they cut it off. And that was around about the 15th of March here as yeah. well. So bizarre, so bizarre that it's everything just, stopped. It was, it's been weird. And, you know, things have definitely around this area. I mean, it's always, always so much hustle and bustle. So it's definitely come back on more every, every week that goes on, it gets more and more. And I was in New York city actually this past weekend and, I was at my first like outdoor concert, which I haven't been to a concert since December of 2019. Wow! And we were it was in the park, and it was like 2,000 people there. It was it was crazy, but it was like awesome. Like I was like, I can't believe we're back to this. I've, I've already been to two hockey games, um, which well, I didn't think I would even get back to doing that. Like so, it's it's been it's amazing. Like the things you miss when you can't do them, and and then you can get back to them. It's like it's such a you savor it. You really do savor it. Like yeah. Because it's just stuff you don't think is ever going to go away. No. You don't and, think and, it's going to go away. And and it was normal and we all probably took it for granted to, to a certain of degree course. as well, you know, like, yeah, so, so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, very, very weird, but, yeah. you know. Cool. All right. Well, enough of that doom and gloom. <laughs> Sorry, it's all it's all it's all up and up now. So it's, yep, you know. yep, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I wanted to just quickly touch on your Star Wars nerdness, and I say that with love because yeah. I I likewise I'm a Star Wars nerd, but but previous in life. So mm-hmm. you know, obviously with your podcast and and your <laughs> and your good buddy, and you know having those discussions. But this is a true passion of yours. This is something deep dive. Yeah, <laughs> it's. <laughs> For better or for worse, it's, uh, I've never, I guess I've never really grown up. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, Star Wars is just, I I guess, and and the thing is, I'm still not even as extreme as some of the other people I know who are like, you know, I've definitely toned it back over the years. I've I've mellowed a little (laughs) bit, but I'm still like, even my mellowness is still like, people are like, dude, you are such a nerd. And I'm like, I thought I was getting better. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I so, uh, you know, I have, it's hard to see, but I have an entire like Star Wars, like, 
Oh, you've got the the story, yeah. Yeah, I've got, like, you know, uh, Vader and Luke and the Saber. Oh, wow. The Death Star and, you know, Boba Fett, my man. (laughs) That's my my favorite Star Wars character. Stuff going on under here. (laughs) So, yeah, I've got a whole Star Wars thing there. But, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I was, you know, I was a little kid. I mean, came out in 1977. I was born in 74. But I remember it. It just it like burned into my my skull, and I always like to say like what it, people go. What is it about Star Wars you love? And I go, it's the magic, right? It's the magic of being able to create a world like that, put it on the film, and like just how strong someone's imagination can be, and how you can get other people to buy into it, and it gets their imaginations going, and you know, buying the toys as a kid and playing with that stuff, and building these scenes in my head, and. You know, which then later was like why I wanted to get into filmmaking because I wanted to tell stories. I wanted to do the same magic, you know, and, and yeah. do that. And and it just has always stuck with me. And I just, you know, going Star Wars is like it's like my it's like being it's like an old friend. You know, it's just it's always mm. been there for me. It's always <laughs> that I've always been into. And and while I haven't liked everything that's come out, um, you know, like I'm not a huge fan of the prequel films. I like moments of them, but I'm not an overall giant fan. But I, and then the newer films that came out, I I, I, I enjoy them. I don't think they're as amazing as the original. I don't think anything's gonna yeah. be because it's just it's you grow up as a kid. It's hard, you know. It's yeah. those, those those are old memories that are just embedded in your psyche, and it's difficult. But but they're good. I I enjoy them, and I Mandalorian series on Disney. I love and. Where it's May the Fourth is going to be happening soon, oh. and they're dropping another show that I'm really excited about called uh, <laughs> The Bad Batch, and we'll be talking all about all that on Galaxy Geeks. So don't you worry, everybody, I got you covered <laughs> on Galaxy Geeks. Uh, but yeah, and it's just I just keep going, and, and yes, I've bought tons of toys, and there's actually on the side here is you can't see it, but it's just totes full of like <laughs> I don't even have any place to display it. It's just totes full of like Star Wars stuff. So yeah. It's, you know, but I, I, I've stopped like buying toys and things like that. But yeah, it's just something I, I, I don't know. I just love it. I really do. Have you really stopped buying the toys? Is that really stopped? I, I have, well, every now and then I'll buy a little something, <laughs> but I'm not nearly as bad as I used to be. I mean, I used to really like buy a lot of stuff, <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> I love it. Chris, thanks for sharing that. I think that's awesome. We've got to wrap up the show, but before we do, I actually have five fun facts and it's rapid questions and you're not prepared for this. I haven't told you about this at all. Right on. Love it. I have a tin and the tin has random questions. So I just reach into the tin and grab five questions. Do it. Love it. Ready. And I I try to pick all different shapes and sizes. What have I got? One, two... Three, four, five. I hope they're not the same five every time I keep picking, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, Chris, are you ready? Ready for this? Okay. Okay. First question. Are you a morning marvel or a night owl? Do you bounce out of bed or do you hit snooze? And in the evening, are you like the midnight man or the wee hours of the AM? No, I'm more. I'm morning. Morning? Morning more. Yeah. To a point, yes. After I've had about three <laughs> cups of coffee, I am on. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yep, same here. I love the mornings. I don't do the evenings so well. I do do evenings. I try to burn the candle at both ends. I, but... I kind of peter out like around like 10, 11. I'm like gassed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, next question. Ooh, this one's a good one. If you oh. had a time machine, would you go back to the future? No. Would you go back? Let me get this right. If you had it, if you had a time machine, would mm. you go into the future or back to the past? Hmm. I think I would like to go back to the past because there's a lot of things I would love to witness with my own eyes. Mm. The future is unwritten and it's uncertain, but the past has happened. Um, and I would want to make sure I don't do the butterfly effect so I don't change things. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Awesome. All right. Oh, here we go. Are you a pet owner? Yes or no? And if so, is it a cat, dog, a bird, or something else? I'm a pet owner mm-hmm. and a proud father of a cream-colored Boston Terrier named Milo. Oh. He is my boy. <laughs> oh, I love that. 
Nothing beats a good mascot. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. <laughs> Yay. So, Chris, uh, what is your oh, – well, this is silly. This is See, this is how random this gets. What <laughs> what, what is your all-time favourite movie? The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. The Empire Strikes Back. I can watch it forever. Yep. <laughs> Great stuff. Last question, then you're off the hook. Mm, this is a good I'm, one. These are fun. Yeah. Are you a home chef or a takeaway king? Say that one more time. Are you a home chef or a takeaway king? So uh, more of home chef. Home yep. chef. Home cooking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love cooking. I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm not a chef. I would never claim to be a chef. I just am like, let me throw this thing. You know, it's just this is what happens when you go into a, a you know Italian household. You just learn how to like whip stuff together. Like that's it. You know, like <laughs> it's actually you you have to learn how to do it. Yeah, and you don't have set recipe books. You just kind of wing it nope. all the time. It's just no. I do have recipe books I use for certain things, but for like things that I like sauce. Forget it. No, you just boom, 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 boom. You taste. You taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you just know it's embedded. It's ingrained. Yep. You do. Awesome. You do. You just know. You got to taste it. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Chris. That was fun. I, I really enjoyed that. So before we wrap it up, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me anywhere. But <laughs> but uh, but seriously, uh, so you can find me uh my, my website, my, my company website is rocketgrowthagency.com. That's R-O-C-K-I-T, growthagency.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, mm. all at Chris Vaglio. Um, pretty easy. And same thing with Rocket. Rocket Growth is, is at Rocket Growth on, on Instagram and all that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so easy to find. On purpose, so <laughs> exactly. And Chris, just um, for the listeners as well, your live uh, Rocket Live. Oh yes, yes. So Rocket Live is every Tuesday at four p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that can be watched on LinkedIn, uh, my Facebook page, or uh, the Rocket Growth Agency YouTube channel, um, which I forgot. Yeah, so Rocket Growth Agency there, and Galaxy of Geeks can be watched on Thursday nights at six p.m. Eastern Standard Time on. The Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and the Galaxy Geeks Facebook page. Oh wow! Okay, I've got a lot to put in the show notes, but I'm, so I'll, I will send you all this stuff. <laughs> awesome, awesome! It'll all be there. So thank you, Chris. I appreciate your time so much. This has been a lot of fun. Um, thank you so much for coming onto the show and and sharing your journey and and all all that you do and all that you love and, and all that you're passionate about. It's been amazing. Yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much for having me. This this was such a great time. Thank you. Yay. Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes. And I would also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.